0: Hey, good morning, New Life Church, and everyone else who's joined us online today watching. I'm Jeremy Smith, lead pastor of New Life Church here in Jackson, Tennessee. I'm so glad you guys are tuning in to watch and participate with us online today. You know, we're going to try to keep this service as original as possible, just like it would be when we would gather live in person. We're going to pray. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus through some praise and worship. We're going to come and hear a timely message from the Word of God. We're also going to take time as a church to give our tithes and our offerings at the end of this service today. Today's message is actually going to be brought to you by missionary Greg Evans. The date for him to come to our church was scheduled about four months ago, and we were actually able to keep that. He's been in the States now for a little over a week, going from west to east, and he's here with us today. And next week, church, the Lord willing, I will be bringing the word to you. I want to draw your attention to Psalms 122 verse 1 where David said I was overjoyed when they said let's go up to the house of the Lord you know there's never been a time when the church had to choose to be socially distant unable to gather for a length of time and there's also never been a time since the early church in the book of Acts when they were able to come together and show that it's really never been about a building, but about people. You know, we're in that season of time and thankful for technology that allows us to come together virtually. But I believe as we draw together today, we'll also be connected spiritually. and That will actually be our game plan over the next couple of weeks to do what we're doing here today. I'm going to ask you now, let's get ready to pray, and we'll enter into the time of praise and worship. Psalm 122, verse 8, David said, I intercede for the sake of my family and all my friends, that they may all live in peace. Let's pray. Gracious God, we come before you today and acknowledge your presence. We know you're everywhere, but you are also very near. You tell us where two or three gather together in your name, you are there literally in our midst. And we are thankful for your presence here today. Thankful for your presence in every home and everyone who's watching and listening today. I pray, oh God, that you would fill up this time with your presence. You would open our ears and our hearts to your word. And you would draw each and every single one of us closer to you give you our time we give you our attention we give you our hearts and lives now as we come before you lord i know this is different than what we're used to but god you can step right through the airwaves and step right into our living rooms and that's what we believe for today bless this time and your name be lifted up in jesus name amen
1: every breath. goodness of God your goodness chases us down God we bring it to you today everything in front of us you chase after us father with your perfect love sing it out your goodness your goodness is running after it's running after me Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Declare that again, your goodness. Your goodness Goodness is running after, it's It's running running after me. Goodness is running after, it's running after me With my life laid down, I'm surrendered your victory cause your power is within me no giant can defeat me cause you hold my hand yeah you hold my hand God you hold my hand yeah you hold my hand you hold my hand yeah. yes you do cause you know sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. in your presence Whoa! Yeah.
0: God, we are so thankful no matter where we may be, your presence is near and your presence is real. And Lord, we thank you for that because your presence is the game changer in our life. Knowing you are with us, knowing you, Holy Spirit, reside on the inside of us. Your word says that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. Oh, we're thankful for that. Changes so much. Changes everything. I thank you, Lord, no matter what is happening around us. The storm of chaos around us. Having you in our boat. Having you in our life. On the inside of us. Makes all the difference. Peace. Be still. Is what you said. And the storm quieted. May that be the word today. Peace. Be still. Let it rise up on the inside of us. Let it your voice be the loudest that we hear in this time of multitudes of voices around this world speaking. Your voice. Oh, Lord, Lord, as we prepare to come to your word now, we give you our time and our attention, our ears, our hearts, our devotion. We want to hear what you have to say. We want it to make its way into our lives. And we thank you now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, if you're at home, you can take a seat couch, floor, whatever, we're going to transition into the word today. You know, as a church, we've been strong partners with Greg and Kristen Evans now for about three years, and it's a wonderful partnership. They're missionaries to South Africa, overseeing First Love Africa. You know, they really lead in ways that are unprecedented through their education, entrepreneurial and healthcare ministries, they are truly reshaping the destinies of generations. It's exciting, always exciting when Greg is able to be here live in person, sharing of the various ways that our partnership has helped them to carry on with their mission. And at the end of our time today, we will make a special opportunity for us to be able to contribute financially into this missionary work. So stay tuned for that coming up. But for now, I'm gonna bring on missionary, Greg Evans.
2: Good morning, it's so good to be here with you today. And I'm so happy to be here, thankful for Pastor Jeremy and allow me to come and minister at the church again. As Pastor Jeremy says, um, my name is Greg, my wife is Kristen. We have three boys, and we've been living and ministering in South Africa for 12 years now. And we do a, a multitude of different things in South Africa. One of the largest areas we're working in is education. And we've been working there with transforming the education system in the primary schools and in the preschools. Uh, we have started building preschools in the rural areas of South Africa where they didn't have education a little over three years ago. And we've now finished our 84th preschool. We broke ground on number 85 just last week. And we continue to push through and see God do great things through that. And even last year, we had a great opportunity in building our first high school. And we finished it up at the end of the year. So the children who are in school this year are able to have a high school that they can go to. And we've seen God open some great doors. We don't only only build those schools. But we also do training for those teachers. We also uh, teach Bible st- uh, stories and lessons in those schools um, every week. And we're looking to increase the education level so we can see those, those children really turn out to be everything God's called them to be. If you want to keep up with us, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on an update today because I just wanted to encourage you. But if you want to keep up with us, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. We have a website, First Love Africa. Uh, You can find us there, but we put daily posts up. So keep up with what we're doing, and we thank you so much for your support and uh, how you've partnered with us through the years. We really appreciate it. If you've got your Bibles with you, I want to just um, speak to you and encourage you this morning. If you've got your Bibles with you, go ahead and turn over to the book of Exodus. And I want to talk to you about those challenges, those, those opportunities, those things in our life that happen every day that we have an opportunity to respond to in a positive. You know, when I put this message together, it was before I even knew the challenges that we were going to be facing with, with the outbreak and, and, the, and the crisis and all the close downs and all the fear that's going on right now. Uh, but I believe, it, I believe it responds directly to where we are. And I just wanna encourage you this morning. You know, if the things that are happening around us, we didn't surprise God. God knew before we ever knew. We don't need to live in fear. God's not a God of fear. God is a God of order. God knows things that are gonna happen and God has everything in control. And I just wanna encourage you, don't don't be driven by fear, be driven by faith. It's all right to use wisdom. It's all right to, to, to make sure we're protecting ourselves but we don't need to live with a spirit of fear in our life because our God has everything under control. I remember a few months back, I enjoy watching UFC fighting and maybe that's not a Christian thing to talk about. And maybe you need to pray for me this morning and I'd appreciate the prayer anyway. But I remember one of the matches I was watching One of the young guys was coming up and and doing very well. He was actually competing for a championship. And remember the announcers made a statement. They said, we don't know if he is equal to the task today. You ever heard that phrase before, equal to the task? You know, sometimes in my life, I don't always feel like I am equal to the task. You know, there's, there's many things that's brought into my life on a daily basis, and I don't always feel equal to the task. But I believe that God wants us to be in a situation not that we're equal to the task, but that he is. You know, when we feel weak, when we feel like we don't, we're not able to do it ourselves. I believe it puts us in a position where God then can step up and he can do it for you. You know, I've, I've noticed in many times in my life uh, when, when we moved to South Africa just my wife and I at that time, I didn't feel equal to that task of moving there, but it allowed God to open some great doors for us to move in. I remember when I started First Love International, I didn't feel equal to the task of all God has us doing now, but God was able to step in. You know, Paul writes, he says, when he's weak, Then he's strong. Why? Because then when you're weak, when you can't do it yourself, God's able to step in and do it for you. And, you know, I believe many of us right now with so much unknown going on in our world, we feel weak. We we, we feel a scared part coming about us. But I just want to encourage you. God is strong during that situation. Don't let your weakness keep you from understanding that you've got a strong God in your life. Challenges are not there to destroy us. Really, the challenge in our life, the, the, the biggest aspect of that challenge is how we respond to it. You know, the challenge is not something that's going to destroy us as a person. The challenge is gonna make us better. I've, I've done a little bit of, 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 of strength training as I was younger. And I remember in strength training, they said the only way to get stronger is to, is to have resistance and sometimes the resistance in our life is the very thing that makes us stronger. You know, if we're going to build a a muscle in in our bicep, we have to lift something heavier as we build and sometimes as we lift the heavy in our own life and we walk through those circumstances and we walk through them in a response that honors God, I believe that's where we get stronger. You know, many times in my life, I've asked God to take me to another level. God, I want to do something bigger for you. I want to do something greater for you. And and I have a challenge that comes into my life. And many times I've asked God, take that challenge away. And sometimes God takes it away. And then my prayer again is, God, I want to go to another level. And, And I see a challenge come back. And you know, some of those challenges are there for us to defeat them, to walk through them, to overcome them. So then we can be stronger so we can be on that next level. I believe in your life today, the things that come against you, I believe they are just there so you can conquer them, can overcome them and can be what God wants you to be. You know, the challenges in your life are not there to defeat you. God doesn't put something there that's, that's, that's going to defeat you and beat you. God sets you up to win. And I, I believe today, if we really think about it ourselves, we know that we have a God that wins. We know that we win. We know that we are going to overcome these circumstances in our life. I just want to encourage you, don't let fear encompass you today. Think about the great men and women of the Bible. I think about Noah. You know, in Noah's day, Noah built a boat that saved his family as a huge flood came. You know, if the flood would have never come, we may not even know who Noah was. You know, it was the challenge that made Noah great. Think about Esther. Esther, in the Bible, had her whole genealogy that was going to be wiped off the face of the earth. But God said, I've saved you for such a time as this. God said, I've saved you for such a time as this to save your people. All the great men and women of the Bible, you think of your Daniels, you think of David. I mean, David without a Goliath, would we know who the young boy was if he didn't kill Goliath and, and save his people. You know, I believe today, As we go through these uncertain times, I believe this is a time for the church to step up, for each one of us to begin to walk in faith and begin to say, I know my God is great. I'm not gonna be driven by fear, I can walk in wisdom. I'm not gonna be driven by fear because I know my God is greater than anything going on right now. Do you know what I realized about these guys? All of these great men and women of the Bible, they did great things, not because they were great, but because they were willing. You know, the willingness for us to follow God, even during the hard times, that's when people begin to say there must be something special about your God. You know, I don't, I don't believe during the hard times, God is, is hiding. I believe during the hard times, God is glorified and he's glorified through our response to the circumstances we deal with. These guys weren't great when they stepped into it. They were willing. But you know what What I saw is each one of them were willing, but they said, God, we will go. We will do it. We'll walk in faith. We'll walk in strength. But we'll only go if you go. You know, in your life, the situations you walk through, those areas, it's really the presence of God that allows you to do it. The presence of God in your life. God's ready to, to use you. But in, 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 in my life, I want to say, God, I'll do it. But I want you to go with me. If you don't go, I ain't going either. God, I want you to go first. I want you to lead me. I want you to be the one that pushes me into that. I believe we need to invite the presence of God back into our lives in a fresh way today. You know, when everything else seems to be kind of in chaos, I believe we need to have this presence of God hover over our situation again and speak peace to those situations. We need to bring the presence of God back into our, our, our personal lives. We need to bring the presence of God in a fresh way back into our marriages, back into our families, back into our home, back into our finances. I know many of us can, can even be Uh, anxious about what our finances look like with where the economy is now. I believe we got to bring the presence of God back into those situations and say, God, I can't control it, so it must be yours. You know, there's things that happen in our life, circumstances that happen. Some of those circumstances we can control, and I believe we need to do our best at the best for those. But there's many things that happen to us that we can't control. Those are God's. They're not our responsibility. We got to give them back to God. When we try to solve them ourselves, what happens? We begin to worry. We begin to stress. We begin to lose peace. But when we say, God, those are yours. You take care of them. I believe you have that. Then we can begin to have a peace back in our life. And that's the life we need to walk in. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn over to the book of Exodus with me this morning. I want to read a passage to you. It's a passage, one of my favorite passages about Moses during that time. And this was Moses leading God's people. He had led them out of Egypt. He was now walking around in the wilderness. And during that time, Moses would go up on the mountain and he would meet with God. He would be in the presence of God. And in the presence of God, they said when he came down off of the mountain, his face would would shine so bright. That the people couldn't look at him. He had to put a veil over his face. He had been in the presence of God. He knew what it was to be in the presence of God. And then in one of these circumstances, in Exodus 33, Moses is there with God. And Moses says this to God. He says, you've been telling me now to lead this people. But you did not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name. And you have found favor in me. If you write in your Bibles, underline favor right there. Moses says this. He says, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways. So I may know you and continue to find favor in you. Favor once again. Remember that this nation is your people. And then the Lord replied, my presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us from here. You know, I believe this is such a wise comment from Moses here. God, we want to walk in your presence. But if your presence doesn't go, God, we're not going to go either. You know, I believe that's where we need to be at. God, we want to do this. We want to walk in this. We, we want to continue to fulfill and continue to be your people. But God, we want your presence to be with us. Look what Moses says. He says, how will anybody know that you are pleased with me and your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me from all the other people on this earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you've asked because I'm pleased with you and I know you by name. You know, I believe God is pleased with you this morning. You know, God knows you by name. And I believe God has a plan for your life. You know, we need to take take some of the circumstances that are happening around us, put them aside, and begin to focus. God, your presence speak to me this morning. Your presence guide me this morning. Your presence direct me this morning. And I want to take just a few moments and talk to you about, about three benefits that come along with the presence of God in your life. You know, when the presence of God comes into our life in a new way, Moses said right here, we have favor. And you know, the favor of God, I believe in our life, is one of the most important things as we walk as a Christian. When salvation comes into our life, God begins to bring a favor in, into our life. And really, favor is just having an advantage over someone else, over a certain situation. And I believe that's where God wants us to walk. Where is the favor in your life? The Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us? When that favor begins to walk in our life, when that favor begins to happen, we have things that other people don't have. We can walk through a situation where other people are stressed out, but we have peace. Today, we don't, have to, we don't have to worry. We don't have to be anxious, maybe like everybody else, because we have a favor, and we know God can allow us to walk through this favor unlike anybody else can. You know, favor in our life, favor with everything we do. You know, and sometimes favor is even better than something you can pray for. Sometimes God brings favor into a situation even when you don't know you need it. You know, some of us, we, we, we look at the, the economic problems and we think may, maybe we're worried about our jobs or our finances. You know what? God can bring favor in that situation even when everybody else is not having the favor. God can bring favor into a bad situation because he's got great things planned for you. Let me tell you a few stories of, of my life and where I've seen favor from. I was sitting at home a, a, about a year ago and we've bought a small farm there in South Africa. And my wife had been gone that evening with the boys. And I was there by myself. And I'd already come in and I was relaxing. I'd already I was sitting in my, in my short pants at home in my chair. Just had my undershirt on. And I had a, a, a guy honk his horn at my gate. And I thought maybe it was one of the other farmers might've needed something. So I just slipped my boots on and ran out the way I was. When I got to the gate, I realized I didn't know the people who were there. A surprise. (laughs) Uh, And the guys began to talk to me, and they told me they had bought one of the farms next to me. And they had seen what we were doing with excellence and how things were going there. And they wanted to build a friendship, and maybe we could talk together, and they could learn what I'm doing. And it, it was just an introduction, and it was great to get to know them. And we exchanged numbers, and we began to talk. I didn't know this man. I'd never met this man before. But I realized God had brought somebody into my life once I realized who he was. So this man used to be one of uh, the top diplomats in South Africa. He was the ambassador for South Africa to Mexico. He was a minister over mines, minerals, and power of South Africa. Now he's a senior advisor to our president, Ramaphosa. And God brought him into my life to bring a friend that I didn't even know I needed. See, that's what favor does in your life. You don't even know what you need, but God brings it into your life. This man has opened many doors for us. Different areas where we want to do ministry. He'll make a phone call before we go. God knew what I needed before I needed. You know, in your life, favor in your life, God knows the things you need even before you know you need them. God will bring them into your life even when you don't know that he's bringing it. You can be sitting at home, not thinking about anything, and God can say, I'm bringing the favor into your life now. I'm bringing it in now. That's the God we serve. You know where favor comes from? Favor comes from the presence of God. The presence of God draws people to you. The presence of God in your life is what draws people in that God says, you need this in your life. That is where God wants you to walk at. That favor in your life. I believe many of us this morning, we need to have a new presence of God so we can get a new level of favor. Every day of my life, that's the one thing I pray for. God, continue to have favor on my life. Continue to have favor. You know, that sometimes we can pray for specific things, but I believe if we pray for favor, some of the things we don't even know we need, God says, I'm going to bring it into your life. I'm going to make those things happen. Some of those situations, we we don't even know the answer to. The favor of God is already answered in our life. Favor is one of the most important things that I believe we can walk in every day. Favor, we find it in the presence of God. That new presence, that new peace. The other thing, and I think this one's so important. God told Moses, he said, you'll find rest in my presence. You know, when we think about rest, many times we think about going on vacation or taking a nap or reading a book or, or something physically to rest. I believe the Bible's talking about a spiritual rest. There's been times in my life where I've laid down and tried to sleep at night, and I'm worrying and I'm so anxious when I wake up the next morning, I still don't feel rested. That's not rest. I believe that what the Bible is talking about right here is a rest to our soul, a soul, a a, a free of anxiety, free of fear, free of worry. Those things being taken away from us so we can truly rest in the presence of God. You know, worry, I've, I've never been able to solve anything by worrying. I don't know about you all or not. I've never solved one problem by worrying and staying up all night. I remember last year. Uh, I I mentioned just a few minutes ago that we had built our first high school last year. And I remember last year we had finished one of our preschools and the chief of that community, we were doing the grand opening that day. And once we finished the grand opening, the chief asked me if I would come with him and visit a high school that was right next to the preschool in the same community. Or it wasn't a high school at the time to come visit a school that was next to there, but that didn't have the high school ages. So as I began to speak with the principal of that school and the chief, they began to tell me that when the children wanted to go to high school, they had to go 10 miles away to a school. Now, when you don't have transportation and you walk everywhere, 10 miles is a long way. Most of the people during that time would drop out of school. They they would never finish high school. They would never go any further in their life. That's where they would stop at. And he was telling me that, that the young girls who do try to go, they rent a room. And it's not like they're renting an apartment or they're renting a, a hotel room. They go and pay a family and stay in with that family. And there may be other people from that family living in that same room they are. It's just a place where they can sleep uh, while they're in school. And he was telling me the sad part is as many of the girls, if they do try to go, they come back pregnant very quickly. And as I was standing there and hearing all of this information coming to me, I heard God speak to me. And God said, build that high school. And you know, in my life, I've learned that when when God speaks, sometimes I just let it come out. And as we were standing there and I heard God say, build the high school, I was like, you know what? We're going to build a high school for you. So on, on the way home, I, I sent my wife a message and I was like, hey, we're going to build a high school. She's like, oh, that's great. Do we have the money? I was like, no. She said, uh, OK, <laughs> I, I think she's gotten used to my uh, ability to just uh, say stuff and really have no idea how it's going to happen. And we began to build that high school because I told the teacher I'll have the guys up here to start working the next day. Because I wanted to be done. So in January is our beginning of the year. And I wanted to start school in January in that new building. So I had people working. And we we had it set up where we were going to do about three payments to finish as I was paying for the the workers. And there was many times, not many times because we only had three. But there was a couple times when we would get very close to when we were supposed to pay. And I still didn't have the money. And I remember one night I was laying in bed and I was anxious. I was worrying and I was thinking, God, I got to pay tomorrow and I don't have the money yet. And as, as I was laying there, you know, God, God began to take me into the Bible, into a verse and it talks about how how our God doesn't sleep. You know, our God is always awake. He's always working with, with issues. And, and, and as, as I was reading through that, God told me, he's like, you know what? I'm not going to go to sleep. I'm going to sort this out. He said, but you need to go to sleep. And, it, you know, it's almost like God gave me a correction in, in the whole thing. You started this out on faith. Now, why are you trying to figure it out yourself? And I went to sleep that night. And I woke up the next morning, first woke up a little anxious, looked in the bank account, the money was there, and I paid the bill, and the whole thing got sorted out. You know, when God is in control of something, we don't need to be anxious about it. It's his situation. It's his problem. You know, today in your life, you've got things maybe you're worrying about, things maybe you're anxious about, and it may be something you can't control, but God's in control. God wants to bring a rest into your life. You know, I believe when we walk through tough situations, I believe when we walk through things that that are presented to us, even today with, with, with all the unknown that's happening in our life, I believe as we walk through that with a peace, in a world who is frantic, it's a testimony about who our God is. It's a testimony about who God is in our life. And it brings me to my last point. I believe the third benefit we have is distinction. Moses said, God, what is going to distinct us from everybody else? It's the presence of God in your life. You know, when you walk through a situation, when there's a major problem and everybody else is dealing with it in a different way, and you can walk through and say, God, I don't understand. I don't know how everything's going to work out. But I know you do. God, I'm going to have faith in you. I know you want the best for me. I know you know me by name. And I know you have a great plan for my life. God, I'm going to trust you. In that, it distinguishes us from everyone else. And I believe it even brings glory to God. I've known people who have walked through different circumstances. And as they walk through it, the way they walk through it, the response they have to it, everybody else sees. And you know, right now our world is in a, bit of little, in a little bit of chaos and people are looking for hope. And I believe that hope is in each one of us. And I believe as you walk through it and you say, God, give me that presence I need to walk with peace. God, give me that presence I need to walk with favor in my life. God, give me that rest. I don't wanna worry, I don't wanna be anxious. God, I wanna walk in the way you want me to. I believe it's gonna distinguish us. And I believe even in a time that seems chaotic, it seems like a bad time. I believe God can use it to be a great time for him. And I, can, I believe it can even be a time where we can bring a revival back into this country that needs Jesus so bad back into this world that needs Jesus so bad. So I just want to encourage you today. I know many of us, even myself, some, sometimes I, 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 I was telling Pastor Jeremy before service, sometimes I want to read the news articles and I begin to read too many and I begin to see a little fear come up. I've even said, God, you know what? That's not what's going to control me. I'm going to put my faith in you. This morning, I just want to pray for God's presence to fill each one of you once again and bring those things into your life. I wanna pray as I close out before I invite Pastor Jeremy, and I just want you to pray with me. Father, I thank you for each person that's watching right now, God. And God, I pray for your presence to just wrap around them, to encompass them. And God, just take away the fear. God, bring a favor on their life. God, bring a rest into their life. And Father, we just ask you to distinguish them in how they walk through these circumstances. And Father, we want in everything we do, God, we want you to be glorified. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.